You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Giants, the 4-1, Chris, New York football Giants, your 4-1 New York Giants, just defeated the Green Bay Packers in London with fish and chips. How crazy is that? Let's turn this sound off over here. I am just ecstatic about this win, and it was so improbable, not just because they defeated a Hall of Fame-type quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, but the amount of injuries they suffered in-game without Saquon Barkley. They find a way to drive down the field and score Gary Brightwell's first touchdown, Chris. They lose a Dory Jackson, and you're plugging in Justin Lane and Nick McLeod, and they're getting picked on a little bit in coverage. But did it matter, Chris? At the end, it did not matter because the New York Giants, under this coaching staff, led by Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and Wink Martindale, found a way to win. How you feeling, bro? Man, th- this is absolutely insane. The this does not feel like a game the Giants should have won. We all picked them to lose, and yet here we are. You know, th- this really just goes to show what we have been saying for years now. Coaching matters. The Giants are really out coaching the rest of the NFL right now. You know, I- I'm going to be writing about this for, for the post game piece, but the thing that really stands out to me about these Giants is how resilient they are, how other teams fall apart. We saw the Packers have two sacks wiped out, you know, a sack fumble wiped out by just boneheaded penalties down the field. The Packers put the Giants in scoring position for that go-ahead touchdown with a just boneheaded penalty after the play was over. And it, this happens time and time again. It's happened in every single game the Giants have won where the other team just keeps giving the Giants chances. They hang around. They hang around. They keep staying strong. And the other teams just leave the door wide open for them. And you know, right now, Brian Dayball has to be the front runner for coach of the year, just flat out. I, it's hard to argue against it. And I feel like nationally, and even we're guilty, we cover this team. I feel like we have a good grasp of who the New York Giants are, but we didn't pick the New York Giants to defeat the Green Bay Packers. We did not, like you said. And here they are, victorious, 4-1. and one. And I feel like when you do this, I don't know if this, this is like a primetime game, right? This could be Daniel Jones' first primetime win. I mean, <laughs> it, it is kind of like a primetime game. But it's the only game on. Yeah, yep. Everyone's watching. Regardless, I feel like the national media can now start putting a little bit more respect on the Giants' name. Because even before this, we didn't pick them to win. But I, I was hearing people be like, ah, oh, the Giants are such a joke. They suck. I'm like, that, that's like dismissing the, the true difference-making coaches that the New York Giants have had. And then you just talk about the resilience, Chris. They fell down 13-0 in week one against the Tennessee Titans. Who comes back against the Tennessee Titans when they have a lead and they could just lean on Derrick Henry? I'll tell you who. New York Giants. This game, what were they down? 17 to three? Everybody's writing them off. I'm like, oh, this could get really ugly. You get Saquon Barkley go down with a shoulder injury. Adoree Jackson leaves with a knee. Next thing you know, 
Giants are just crawling back. Like you said, they just stick around. They just stick around and then they find a way to win. And I can't be more ecstatic about the play, the, the way this team is playing for their coaches, for each other, and for the city of New York. Yeah, and I think this also does go to show that if you're in the NFL, you are a good football player. You know, bad football players don't get into the NFL, at least not very often. The difference between a good team and a bad team is very, very narrow. And I think the biggest difference between a lot of these teams, the, the 2022 Giants and the, we'll say, 2016 or hell, the Giants of the last decade has been coaching. Yeah. You know, when you have a Dory Jackson go out, you know, what were we saying all off season long? You know, if a Dory Jackson goes down, this defense could get scary. You know, the, the Giants depth could get scary. And I apologize if people hear this, but somebody next door is mowing the lawn, but we're not going to stop because we're live. And yeah, you know, what happens? A Dory Jackson goes down with a knee and neck injury, which, you know, hopefully he's okay. We'll have to see what happens, you know, as the week progresses, but you know, you, you understand one with running backs, how that production can be replaceable, you know, when Saquon Barkley goes down, but your number one corner in a blitz happy defense, man, that is incredible coaching work from Wink Martindale. And then with what we have seen from the giants on offense, just incredible work by Brian Dable and Kafka out there. It's, I keep seeing people say, you know, how are the Giants winning these games? And, you know, it, it really just comes down to coaching. It does. It does. And execution. And when you have a, a quarterback like Daniel Jones, right? Daniel Jones, we don't think of him like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and rightfully so. But look at what he was able to do in this game. Saquon Barkley is unreal. Saquon Barkley left this game with an injury. Saquon Barkley is like 80% of this Giants offense. You have Daniel Jones out there. On one leg, essentially. And it wasn't as bad as it was in Arizona back in 2020. But he's out there and he's not 100%. I think it's safe to say that, right? And he Yeah, absolutely. A, absolutely. And he leads a touchdown drive with several huge third down conversions. When his wide receivers are a guy who was on practice squad and Darius Slayton, who is finally being used the way that I feel like a lot of Giant fans want him to be used because this is why Darius Slayton needs to be playing more snaps than the David Sills of the world. Yes, he's going to drop some frustrating passes. He might not always be on the same page as Daniel Jones, and it will kind of upset you. It upsets me. But at the same time, he actually has difference-making athletic ability and speed, and he knows how to get open. And we saw that. And the timing seemed pretty well, other than that one play in the first half where it looked like Jones threw the ball behind Daniel Jones, but at the same time, Darius or yeah, Jones threw the ball behind Darius Slayton, and Darius Slayton also kind of wasn't looking when he was 20 yards downfield. That was kind of an awkward play. But other than that, they, there was a rapport between the two. And the fact that Jones was able to do that one drive when he was down, he stayed poised, he stayed calm, made huge plays on third down without Saquon Barkley says a lot about him. And that dude, I don't care what anybody says about Daniel Jones as a quarterback. There's one thing you cannot take away from Daniel Jones, Chris, and that is his toughness. That is one tough SOB. Uh, has anybody ever tried to take his toughness away from him? Like that was the first line on his scouting report coming out of college when he played with a basically broken collarbone. You know, the question has never been Daniel Jones's toughness. You know, he uh, texted with my cousin during the game. He says, you know, Jones is basically a masochist because he, he almost looks for contact. And I got to say, Daniel, please stop leading with your head when you get outside of the pocket. Pretty please. You know, that is... That is just scary, you know, not just from a 
Giants football point of view, but just from a personal point of view. You, you saw what happened to Tua last week. Stop leading with your head. That went badly for you last year. Let's not do that again. Let's not do that again. And, and also, the defense after the Adore after Adore Jackson went out, they went on that. They got a three and out on Aaron Rodgers. I think it was three consecutive pass plays on the one third down where Alan Lazard kind of almost caught it with his head. It's just uh, and then the Giants get lucky though, right? Because what was the next play? It was a punt where yes. the ball hits Pinnock, and the Giants. Th these are the little plays that if it went against the Giants, Giants probably don't win this football game. And I. No. And like I said, like those plays have been going the Giants' way all season long. You know, Randy Bullock missing the field goal. You have the uh, uh, what was it? The, the uh, plays, the Shy Smith plays we've referenced before in the Panthers game, and it that's part of the resilience with this team, where the coaching staff puts the players in position to succeed. And then when you get these 50-50 plays, plays where the game can hinge and go one way or the other, the Giants just come out on top. And I think a lot of it is because they maintain their poise. Absolutely. And sometimes luck doesn't just benefit the lucky. It also benefits the ones who are prepared. And it just seems like the Giants are well coached and they are getting lucky breaks that they did not receive in previous regimes. I mean, maybe it's just because they're winning that we view it this way. It's very plausible. But there's a defensive player, Chris, that I want to talk about. And we could usher praise onto many defensive players, right? You can talk about Dexter Lawrence once again. I thought Jalen Smith looked like a dude out there. You could talk about those backup cornerbacks. But I want to talk about the Giants' first-round pick, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yes, he is not getting all these sacks or anything like that, but the guy consistently gets his hand in the air and tips passes. I think he had two more tip passes in this game, one of them on that final drive, high leverage situation, and he was the player who split David Bakhtiari and the and the tight end to flush Aaron Rodgers out and contain him to allow O'Shane Zimenez to get that final hit on him at the end of the game. Kayvon Thibodeau, for, say what you want about his him not finishing sacks sometimes. The guy is getting in and he's wreaking havoc on opposing protection packages just because he's getting his hands in the air and he's applying some pressure. And this is still his third game. He was able to do that in a huge situation. So I did want to acknowledge Kayvon Thibodeau for the uh, glimmer of greatness that we're starting to see on the football field. And, and even Dexter Lawrence's sack, that was really facilitated by Thibodeau's pressure off the edge, drawing the right tackle away from the double team on Dexter Lawrence, which allowed him to get into the backfield. Yeah, uh, Thibodeau has been flashing. A lot of it has been using his length, getting his arms up, you know, clogging those passing lanes. Although I, I have to say that that one batted pass that wasn't really a batted pass because Aaron Rodgers just kind of threw it into his ear hole, but still <laughs> good work, you know, getting tall, making it so those passes are contested right from the line of scrimmage. And I think you are definitely right to call him out as a player who deserves praise because he has quietly been improving significantly since coming back from that knee injury. Now, the the one thing I I tweeted this, this out during the game. Yeah, the Giants right now feel almost like Wiley Coyote. You know, when you watch the old Wiley Coyote Roadrunner cartoons, there's always one point where Wiley Coyote is chasing the Roadrunner. Roadrunner stops. Wiley Coyote keeps going. And he's running right off a cliff. There's nothing underneath him. He's just running through a cloud of dust. That's what the Giants feel like right now. And so far, they haven't stopped running. They haven't poked their, their toe down through that cloud of dust. 
And you have to wonder, if they keep running, will gravity ever kick in for them? Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm not sure, uh, honestly, because we we had, like, I did not think they would win week one on the road in Tennessee. That's a, that's a tough spot. But after they won, I think you, you can assemble a thought process as to how they won the football game. And with this one, I think you can do a similar thing, but you look across the aisle and you see Matt LaFleur and you see Aaron Rodgers and you see the, the defense that they've built over there. And they're not, it doesn't seem like their defense is playing up to par in terms of what they have on personnel on paper. But you you look across and then you just look at Daniel Jones, you look at the Giants guys and you look at the lack of proven talent at the wide receiver position and the fact that they've struggled in pass protection. And you're like, they were pretty good in pass protection in this game, right? Saquon Barkley still having those huge runs. Daniel Jones is finding Richie James and David Sills and Darius Slayton and Marcus Johnson on these third down conversions. And, and you just start getting this feeling that yo, maybe we should stop writing the Giants off so much. Now, I'm probably not, I mean, it depends on what happens with the Ravens on Sunday Night Football tonight. And I think that game next week is going to be really interesting. But we have to revel in this win because this isn't like, oh, the Giants beat Baker Mayfield. Oh, the Giants beat Justin Fields. No, it's, they just defeated Aaron Rodgers. That's That says something right there. After being down, it wasn't like, oh, it was weird and they just couldn't play football So the because the, the Packers were overseas. No, the Packers had a lead and they still blew it with the running game that they have and a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like So much praise deserves to be levied over there at the New York Giants and I love it. Yeah, and it, it, it is honestly amazing to me that you know we see the plays down the field that are there for the opposing quarterbacks. Like you had that Alan Lazard, almost a catch uh, that three and out where Rogers, he just straight missed his receivers on at least two of those plays. The guys were mm-hmm. open. Uh, there was another play in the second half where Alan Lazard was running free down the field and there was nobody around him, but Rogers just didn't see him. And it, it's the plays like this that we've been calling out all season long. And it was like, okay, this is the game. We've got a Hall of Fame quarterback, a guy who's been in the league for you know, 18 years, something like that at this point, 19 years. You know, he's he's finally going to take advantage of the Giants' defense. You have Adore Jackson go out. Aaron Robinson is on the injured reserve. Their secondary is – they're scraping the bottom of the depth chart. They're getting guys who were on the couch two weeks ago out there playing significant snaps against Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers – is not is not taking advantage of those plays that are there down the field and it it really is kind of amazing that 
it just keeps working for the Giants. I'll tell you this. This team, this New York Giants team, they might not be Super Bowl bound, right? Who knows? They could be, right? But I'll tell you this. No opposing team should look at the New York Giants on paper and say, oh, that's a win. That can't happen anymore. I would have said, I would not have said that a week ago, but after this game, no team, no fan base of any other team should look at the New York Giants up there and be like, oh, that's an easy win because they're not. And you know why? It's because they're tough and they hang around. And this culture that is being cultivated right now, Chris, it's a winning culture and it's being proven time and time again. It's such a it's such a good feeling as a fan and somebody who covers this team. This is a stark difference from anything that we've witnessed basically since Tom Coughlin. And I couldn't be happier about that fact because they found a way to win this football game through all the adversity that they had to face in this game. So that says something about a lot about this team, man. It's it's very exciting times here in New York. It is. And you say Tom Coughlin. I would even go back to 2011, not to bring the Super Bowl up because there's a lot of football yet to be played. But that was the last time we really saw a Giants team that was this resilient where they just hang around and they keep themselves in the game through all four quarters. They play for a full 60 minutes. And, you know, we again, we have to wait and see what happens with the Ravens. That is that is a very different type of team. We will see the Giants defense tested in ways they really haven't been tested yet by Lamar Jackson, a guy who's playing at an MVP caliber right now. And I will say this, though, Chris, about that. The Giants have done an excellent job laterally containing offenses since that Monday night football game. Like on some of those stretch runs by Aaron Jones and those end arounds to to Christian Watson, the way the cornerback flew down and then the end man on line of scrimmage just took his tight end and just basically stretched him as far as he could to sideline and try to force a cutback to where those linebackers were coming in pursuit. It's like the Giants really figured out a way to to solidify their defense and their ability to protect their edges. But you're right, man. It's going to be a lot different against the Ravens. And we also have to realize, and we'll go over this next week, the Ravens love to run A-gap quarterback power. So sometimes, and you have Dexter Lawrence there, so good luck, but it's not always Lamar Jackson to the outside like the Giants do uh, a decent amount with, with Daniel Jones, or at least they did in this game, other than the quarterback draw that is yeah. getting a little bit predictable at this point. If you're an empty and Saquon Barkley, if Saquon Barkley flashes with everybody spread out and he runs as a fast four, every time that's happened, I think Daniel Jones has, as a quarterback draw, drew it. Yeah, that, that has to be an option for the offense anytime it's it, – you see that formation, and I think you know, teams are starting to starting to pick that up. But you know, one thing else that has really impressed me is the adaptability of this coaching staff. Oh, yeah. you know, through the first three games, we didn't see any Wildcat, and now that is kind of a go-to formation for them. We, we did against Carolina in the go- in, in a, at the goal line, but it did not work <laughs> at no. all. No, but again, that that was really just kind of a trick play. Let's try and see what happens. They had their hand forced last game, and it was like, hey, this is actually a play we can go to. And at the very least, it's something that teams can, or that opposing defenses have to be aware of. Now, when, if Canarius Tony comes back, I'm willing to bet we see him and Saquon Barkley in the backfield, and then we see Tony throw the ball. Like I, I don't bet. I don't put money down on anything. But if I did, I'd be willing to bet we see that play. I'm sure we will. I mean, maximize your your player's ability. Hopefully, Kadarius Tony can get healthy and get out on the field. But 
My, my, what a time to be a New York Giants fan. The four and one New York Giants after this defeat of the Green Bay Packers, 27 to 22. After that safety, we had the New York Giants outgaining Green Bay, 338 to 301. They outpossessed Green Bay, 32-11 to 27-49. Neither team had a turnover. Chris, what else do you have on this? Anything before we get out of here? You know, I think that's about it. For immediate reactions, we've got to get to the tape. We both have writing we got to do. So let's do that. Maybe enjoy the win for a little bit. Let's enjoy the win. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Big Blue View Radio. This is the Chris and Nick Show. Head on over to BigBlueView.com. We're going to be talking a lot about this lovely win over the Green Bay Packers. Take care, everybody. Have a lovely one. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.